Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Amen. Amen. So I'm not going to be before you long. Um, I, I, um, I, I'm, not, I'm trying to beat Cleveland, but I don't know if I'm going to. I mean, that, that just short word, that 20 minutes, I heard one of it when I was over there, and I'm like, dang, it, when I was getting into it, it was over. <laughs> I said, Lord Jesus, help me. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to try to be short and brief. It's good to be back in America Amen. at KLM. Amen. I, I miss y'all dearly, and um, of course, I miss Africa now. I, I, I actually, I told Christina this yesterday, I cried coming back, and um, it's just... Uh, um, very emotional for me. I didn't want to come back. <laughs> uh, I just cried. But uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go ahead and get started. We, are we recording this? Uh, okay. So let's, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I pray, grant unto me your son and your slave, supernatural divine utterance that I share with your people. Um, I thank you for giving them the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, I had three emotions as I arrived on the continent of Africa. I was sad, mad, and glad all at once. I did not expect to experience that. Um, I was mad and sad that the fact that we were, our ancestors were sold into slavery and they took us, I didn't get a chance to grow up there. I was, I was really upset about that. I was like, man, I know there's a lot of poverty, but I, I didn't have a choice. So I was upset about that. And I said, God, I can't think like that. I can't think like that. <laughs> you know, um, some of my best friends are white. <laughs> That's how I was so racist. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't think like this. I can't think right. All right. Um, and, but I was glad to be there because I, I finally felt, I've, I've lived in three different states, and I finally felt, felt like I was at home. For the first time in my life, I felt like I was home. So um, I'm going to share a little bit of that from the scriptures and my journey. Um, the, today's message is called My Journey Step-by-Step, Step, 25 Years of Ministry, along with um, this will be the Confession Series Part 8. <laughs> so um, we're going to go, go ahead and do this. So I want to thank you all for your prayers, um, giving, your sowing, your attendance while I was away in another country, a continent, <laughs> um, as the Lord opens doors and, and sends me to other countries and even states um, I'm pleased to, to, I want to make sure that things here at home are okay. There shouldn't be any great difference whether I'm here or away. Um, from time to time, the Lord has called me um, to travel, but for the past 10 years, this is my 10th year anniversary as pastor and 25 years of anniversary of ministry. And I, I, I can boldly say that I've I ministered, I've preached 90% of the time here. <laughs> out of the 10 years. So I think it's okay for me to travel a little bit. <laughs> so um, I got a couple of scriptures to kind of, and I, I'm grateful for the ministers that are here who are um, capable of delivering the word. We have four ministers and we have also um, um, elect minister David Baskerville. And um, if you don't see him for the next few Sundays, because he's working. <laughs> so y'all pray for him. Um, a couple of scriptures, Philippians chapter 2, go there with me, Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, 
thank you all for keeping the spirit of, of, of the house even while I'm away. And thank you for um, Trey and, and the band for um, excellent. Courtney's like, the band is rocking. <laughs> That's what she told me while I was in Africa. And so, of course, she FaceTimed me like at 2 o'clock. It was 2 o'clock there. <laughs> I'm like, hello. <laughs> and a couple times the, um, the electricity went out. But I'm going to tell you what happened was in Willembro, where I live at, um, sometimes electricity goes out. So they were, the, my host was like, oh, you okay? You okay? I said, I'm used to it. Because <laughs> in Willowboro, sometimes electricity goes out for six hours, five days. We just bought food and all the good stuff. We had to rush to my mom's house and put it in the store. So I'm, I was cool to be in the dark. <laughs> you know, it, it, it didn't bother me. I'm not scared of the dark. <laughs> Thank God for deliverance, because I used to be scared. I used to be scared. Uh, Philippians 2, verse 12 and 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now also, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And so we are attempting to build KLM not on a person or personalities, but upon Jesus Christ. Amen? Yes. And so we have ministers who are capable, and I thank you all for uh, um, taking heed to the word. Um, whether I'm here or not. There's another scripture I want to go to, which is Colossians chapter 2, verse 5. Colossians chapter 2, verse 5. For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order. Everyone say good order. Good order. And the firmness of your faith in Christ. So I rejoice in the fact that there was still order in the house that I was away. Amen. So thank you for your attendance, your giving, your sowing, your gifts and your talents and, and just taking heed to the word of God. Amen. So that was just my pre-intro. So this is my intro. Let's go for it. Psalm 32, verse 8. So I'm going to talk about my journey step by step in these last 25 years of ministry. I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm just going to hit it real short and then I'm going to let you go um, home. Psalm 32, verse 8. Psalm 32, verse 8, simply says this. I will, this is the Lord speaking. I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. So how many know that God wants to instruct us in the way that we should go? And so this is what he's done over these years. Go with me to Psalm 37, Psalm 37, verse 23. Psalm 37, verse 23, said this, The steps of a man, King James says the steps of a good man, are ordered or established by the Lord when he delights in his ways. So your steps and my steps are ordered by the Lord, but guess, guess what? We got to do some stepping. He may order the steps, but if you don't step, there's nothing for him to bless, right? So you got to do your part. There's always a Godward side and a man's side or human side. So let, let me give you this journey of um, faith and confession of, of these 25 years of ministry. Um, um, so this is what I want to share with you. Some of the things I'm going to share with you, I've never shared personally, uh, publicly. And so I want you to hear the spirit behind it. So I was born again at the age of four. I'm, I'm going to say four. So you can get saved at four years old. Um, my mom had me when she was 17, and, and um, she let me in. i never forget this. We were in my grandmother's house in our little room, and she led me to Christ. You remember that, Mom? 
You probably don't. <laughs> um, she led me to Christ. I was four years old, and um, she explained Jesus dying for me, and, and she's like, do you want to receive Jesus? Do you want to go to heaven? Do you want to miss hell? I said, I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> I want to receive Christ, and I did, and that moment changed my life forever, and at the age of six, um, she took me to a Kenneth E. Hagen meeting, camp meeting in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was during that camp meeting that I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the Bible evidence of speaking in other tongues. So at six years old, I received this precious gift. So let's look at a scripture that can support this doctrine that kids should receive the Holy Spirit. So Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2 are y'all with me? I'm going to do something I've never done. So I'm not really preaching per se. I'm just sharing. Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 39. You need to see this. If you are a parent or you're going to be a parent or you're a grandparent, um, you, you'll want to be parent. This should be something you should consider. Acts 2, verse 38 and 39. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift, everybody say the gift, yeah. of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for who? You and for who else? Wait, wait, your children? Oh, yeah, for your children and for who else? For, for and everyone whom what? Calls to himself. So God tells us through Jesus to forbid not children to come. And, and one church I was at, there was about 200 kids. And I, there was times that I, I wanted just to touch the kids. I wanted to lay hands on them and bless them. And so we should never forbid kids from receiving Christ and receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The, whole, the kids, kids do not receive ju a junior Holy Spirit. They receive the same Holy Spirit that you and I receive. And they, how many know that we live in some crazy times and our kids need the Holy Spirit? Amen. Um, Destin, he may not display the fruit of it all the time, but he did receive the Holy Spirit, right? He did speak in tongues, and I've, I have to force him to speak, speak in tongues five minutes a day, and he thinks that's a long time. <laughs> I said, wait till you get a teenager. Boy, I'm ready for you. Uh, come on, hours. Come on, pray. I'm dead to that. I'm sorry. I won't do that. I won't torture him. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. Um, so at the time of, at the age of four, I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit and spoken tongues. And, and, and this is one of the reasons I'm so very grateful for um, Kenneth e. Hagen, a.k.a. Dad Hagen, because of his influence in my life. So at the age of 10 or age of six, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. My mother and father met at a Kenneth e. Hagen camp meeting, and this is why I'm in New Jersey. <laughs> so, I mean, I would not be your pastor if it wasn't for Kennedy Hagen indirectly. Um, and then that's how I ended up in New Jersey from Arkansas. Then I went to a school. I was trained in the word. And guess who I met? Courtney's former pastor at his school. And so she invited me down to do a revival. We connected. Well, not the first time, but the second time I went down there and we connected. And it's because of Kennedy Hagen's school that I was able to meet her former pastor, which blessed me with my wife. So um, I have a lot of, of gratefulness for, for this man's business. And I want to point this out. Also, I became the youth pastor of Agape Family Worship Center in Rahway, New Jersey, because one of the reasons is because I went to Rama Bible Training Center, which is Kenneth E. Hagen School. So are y'all seeing the picture? How one, I'm not worshiping Kenneth E. Hagen, 
But I want to highlight one man's obedience affected many generations. So because he took heed to the call of God on his life, now um, I'm reaping the fruit of it. My, I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Mom and dad met in, at Oklahoma at his camp meeting. I, we moved from Arkansas to New Jersey because of the, their, their, uh, um, their um, attraction, their dating. I wasn't going to say intercourse, but I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> and so it was the Brady Bush. He had, she had two kids, and he had two kids that he was raising, and we came together, and then they had a kid together. <laughs> so we were the Brady Bunch. Um, and then, then I go out to school there, changed my life forever. I went to youth ministry, and then um, I graduated I was a youth pastor at two other churches, and then I came and met uh, uh, Pastor Powell, and um, at the time, they had a youth director, and he took a sabbatical, and Pastor Powell asked me, well, tell me about your history. I told him I went to school, to Rama, and the rest was history, and he was like, I think I want you to be my youth pastor, so in, in short term, and I became his youth pastor. And so we have all these connections, and it's all because of one man's obedience, but guess what? My obedience to go to that school open many doors. And so here I am today as a result of one man's obedience, how that, that affected. So I'm going to bring you up to part. So when I was a little boy, just a little boy, I always, had, I always wanted to go to Africa, right? And so let me tell you a little story that my mom rebuked me for. So um, when I was a kid, I received some of the kids um, from some of the countries in Africa, and they were hungry, and I told my mom this, and I said, I'm going to, when I get older, I'm going to take a bunch of the, the kids who are hungry, I'm going to take them, <laughs> this is, don't laugh at me, don't judge me, to Antarctica, <laughs> and build a city, and feed them for free. <laughs> and my mom said, boy, you crazy, don't do it, don't you do it, what are you talking about? But I, I, was, I, was, I was really serious at the time. And I, I remember telling God also, um, to send me to the nations to preach the gospel. I said, God, I go wherever you say go. I'll be where you say be. Lord, send me to the nation. And, and, and sometimes when I would get in trouble, I said, Lord, I'll go to Africa. Please don't let them whoop me. I, I, I've said that, right? <laughs> so here I am, God answering that prayer in the time of my desperate need of not getting a spanking. And he sends me to Africa a couple weeks ago. I mean, look, look at that, right? <laughs> so be careful what you pray for. Lord, I do whatever you say do. I go to China. Oh, Lord, I sell all that I have. And next thing you know, you sell it all you have going on a mission field. All right. That, people have done that. All right. So I'm going to speed you up a little bit. So 20 years ago, everybody say about 20 years ago, um, um, a prophet in Oklahoma, I was going to this one particular church, prophesied to me along with a woman um, that said that I would go to Africa and I would do work there. And so everybody say 20 years. 20 years. Okay, so I received the prophecy 20 years ago, but it just happened 20 years later. So let me just share something about prophecy. Prophecies are not always immediately, right? Most of the time, it's always way out in the future. So if you receive a word, I see you going to China, doesn't mean that you quit your job tomorrow and pack up and go to China, right? You got to have a connection. You should have a connection for the most part, unless God says otherwise. So don't try to make it happen. Most prophecies are conditional. It's based upon your obedience to the word and to the Holy Spirit. Prophecy needs to be prayed out, especially in other tongues. Let's go to a scripture. First Timothy chapter 1, 
Am I going too fast? Okay, thank you. First Timothy chapter one. I think in, in Uganda I was going really fast. And I was like, let me slow down. First, First Timothy chapter one, verse 18. It says, this charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with what? The prophecies previously made about you that by what? By them you may wage the good warfare. So you need to war over your prophecy. How do you war over your prophecy? One way is you pray over it. You speak God's word. If it bears witness, not some goofy prophecy. Oh, God, I see God. You're going to marry this person. Throw that mess away. Nine out of, time, nine out of ten is wrong. I've had people come. I was dating was one girl and had somebody come up to me and prophesy that the girl I was dating was my wife. And, and they began to tell me everything we talked about the night before. And I thank Jesus I did not marry her. Glory to God. God loves me so much that that thing was prop failure. Um, so we need to take some time to pray through our prophecy, especially in other tongues, and speak the word of God. If you believe it's the word of God, it bears witness with your heart, and it lines up with scripture, you take that prophecy and you speak it over your life. We'll talk more about this later on in the year. I actually have a book of prophecies that I've received over the years that I visit from time to time. I pray over them. I even have some recordings that I listen to and pray over. So when you receive a prophecy, you just don't sit on it and wait for it to happen. You pray over it. You, 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 you war over it. You speak the word of God over it. And so there's times that I have this thick prophecy this thick book that I received over the years that I visit from time to time. I actually have a Dropbox that I have prophecies that I received that I have the recording over, and I listen to it. I rehearse it. So the prophet from Oklahoma, Prophet Evans Pierre, both prophesied to me that I would go to Africa. Prophet Evans prophesied back in 2016. And in the, pro in the process of time, I would say the process of time, the Lord saw fit to bring those prophecy to pass. So let me share. I'm, again, I'm not really preaching. I'm sharing, right? All right, so let me read a prophecy I received in 1995. Some of y'all weren't even born. <laughs> Darren, no, sorry. <laughs> I was a day off, a year off. All right. All right. Um, oh, Alfred definitely wasn't born. <laughs> I was about to say Mark, but he's a little older. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Some of y'all are in diapers. <laughs> Makai wasn't even born. <laughs> 95. So this is 95. So listen to the prophecy. So this, young, this man right here, he's in heaven now. Um, we have one of his sermons on um, SoundCloud. I don't, I don't even know if I asked the permission. I just did it one day. And his kids were blessed by it. So I guess that was their approval. <laughs> I guess we could get in trouble because I just put one of his sermons on it. The name of the sermon is called The Symptoms of a Backslidden Christian. If you want conviction... Listen to that sermon. That sermon will mess you up for the better. All right. So he gave me this word, 95. He says, this is the Lord speaking to me. Why am I not satisfied in any one place? Just do not seem to be able to receive satisfaction from any one place. For you need to understand that this is a communication. And this is the Spirit of the Lord speaking. This is a communication of my spirit that goes with an office to which you are separated unto. For you must go to and fro 
feet shed with the preparation of the gospel of peace, then the satisfaction will come as you do what you were created to do from days of old. So receive the training and the word will flow out, will flow forth from your mouth as a flame of fire, exhorting and delivering those who are held in bondage from days of old. The word will go forth out of your mouth as a flame of fire and deliverance will be ministered to your hands. The satisfaction that will come as you set your feet on the path to travel will bring the satisfaction because that's the communication of my spirit. That's 1995. That's, that's, that, that, that bears witness with me. I got three more. This is December the 8th, 1995. That was sometime like in September. The, word, the world sure doesn't want you. The devil doesn't want you to go where the Spirit of God wants to take you. He's going to pull everything out that he can to use in the world down to everything to challenge you. He's going to try to rekindle old weaknesses, things you would have dreamed of that was dead. He's going to fight you with emotions. He's going to fight you with everything he's got to fight you with because you're too close to a place where you won't go back. You won't go back. You're called and predestined to walk the path of power, revival, and miracles. Now, Father, the same way you prayed for Peter, I'm praying for him. I'm praying that his faith will not fail, and he'll go beyond the point of return. Amen for that. January 5th, 1996. This is uh, my pastor, um, Pastor Dave Robeson. He has a book that I'm trying to get into your hands that will transform your life forever. Here he goes. He says, I bless God. This is my pastor. I bless God for the day he brought you to me for training. This is some, Pastor Dave speaking. Because you see, you wouldn't, be, you, would have, you wouldn't have been happy with anything less. Not you, not you. I know your heart, and I know your heart, says the Spirit of the Lord. Continuing the way that you're walking, you'll realize many things. I see him comparing you to somebody in the Bible. He uses this at times. And I saw Timothy, I think. I've seen the power poured out on you and all of his glory. And you're going to remember this day standing right here with me holding my arms right there in this mic. You're going to remember the day and you're going to be glad that you chose this path. Hear me. So I bless God for having fruit in your calling. Because if the devil cannot get you to abort, me and the Nelson and Tim, these are leaders of the church, and the prayer center, it's going to be quite rich because of your ministry, quite wealthy in heaven because of your ministry. So brace yourself. Take your medicine. God wants your prayer life. You listen closely to these fasting and prayer tapes. You listen closely. Amen. This is my last one. So listen to this. This is March 22nd, 1996. For I'll send you here and I'll send you there. You'll come and you'll go. But my anointing will continue to increase. For my hand is upon you for miracles. For you've seen nothing else. You've desired nothing else. In this case, I'll send you to the ends of the world. And I'll bring you back for great trust and great price that I impart anointings. The kind that you desire. 
therefore receive the beginnings of the workings of miracles which result in what you desire of me. But oh, I will say unto you to answer your prayer, your life is not your own. So therefore receive what you've, what you've asked from me, says the Lord. Amen. So those are four prophecies. So that was a long time ago, 1995, 1996. As you see, some of it is just not coming to pass. So sometimes you receive a word and it's far out in the future. Amen. So you do need to war over your prophecy. You need, if you receive a word that is from the Lord and it bears witness with your heart, pray about it, pray through it, pray in the spirit over it. And watch God do it. If you get a recording of it, record it, listen to it over and over again. And that builds up faith. All right. So here we go. On February the 8th of this year, I was talking to a good friend of mine, Pastor Alex. He's like my Barnabas. We, we met about five years ago. He's from Rwanda, but he lives in Uganda, grew up in Uganda. and Well, actually, his mom is from Rwanda. And he met a lady that kind of took me, she took me under her wing when I was 19, and she became like a spiritual mom, and the same thing happened to him, but in the UK. And so she said that y'all reminded me of each other. I think that there is a connection and so forth. So we were talking, and he said, he said to me, why don't you come to Uganda? I said, uh, I don't know. Let me think about it. Like, and I said, how, how soon? We kind of made a decision in the next two weeks. So I made, on February the 8th, which is a Friday, I made a decision to obey what God placed in my heart concerning going to Uganda. By February the 10th, everybody say February the 10th, by 10 p.m., all the money that I needed to buy the ticket and a few other items came in. So I've never had that happen before. Um, on, by February the 12th, I had more than enough. Thing, the, the, then there were things that came up that that extra money took care of. Um, I needed some shots. I'm not saying that you might need that when we go as a team, but it, it was like $600. <laughs> so that I, did, I, was, I, I calculated $200. It was like $600. I got like three shots. Some of, it, some of the shots weren't necessarily. Um, the only one that was bare minimal was the yellow fever, but I, I kind of like took hepatitis A. I did some other stuff, so I would not get sick, right? <laughs> so I was like, let me just be careful. So, I, so there were things that came up that I used the extra money to take care of. It is through Kingdom Living Ministries. Thank y'all for sowing. Kingdom Insight Church, Pastor Evans Pierre. Bomb Church, Pastor Donna Mosley. And many of my family members, everybody say family members, and friends and partners sold into this trip. Again, I never seen that amount of money come in that quick. I told the Lord that if you want me to go, then you will have to bring the money in quickly. So I made a decision on that Friday, and by Wednesday, I was on the plane. I began to confess that all the money I need will supernaturally come in. Notice, I didn't just sit, sit back and do nothing, but I did what we were taught, right? Confession. I confess my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I thank you, Lord, for the money coming in. So I began to declare that. It did, and so it did. All the money came in through, throughout the days. God moved upon the hearts of people to sow into the trip. And I praise God for that. So the Lord told me that every trip that he sends me to own, the, that there are people waiting to sow into that trip. He'll pay for the trips he sends me on. <laughs> the key is that he sends me on, right? 
Um, it was like um, this trip was effortless. So I praise God for that. It was filled with grace. It was the easiest trip. I don't really like going on planes and hotels. I didn't stay in a hotel, but I just like packing and and I didn't have all that frustration because I just I kind of like oh God frustration all that stuff. But um, thank you for your prayers and your sword. So whatever God gives you to do, um, whenever God gives you an opportunity to sow into a man or a woman of God, if you have it, take advantage of it. Um, if you don't have it, you don't have it. But you will re reap the benefits of your sowing. Um, there will be um, some who receive significant. Listen to this is a word I got for some of y'all who sold. Um, there will be. Some of y'all who will receive a significant amount of money in the days to come because of your obedience and sowing into this trip financially. Everything that God did on this trip, you will get credit for. If you sowed into it, you will get credit for it. If you prayed, prayed for this trip, you will get credit for it. Some are called to go. Others are called to sow. Everybody can't go, but people can sow. God raises up men and women who have wisdom financially and they have wealth to, for the purpose of sowing. So some of y'all may not be called to, the, to preach, but you may be called to be a business person, to acquire wealth, not for your own benefit, but for the benefit of the kingdom. Do you know, y'all know Billy Graham, right? Come on, Billy Graham, powerful man of God. Do you know that there was a man who... Um, who supported most of his crusades financially. Those crusades are not cheap. They cost thousands and even millions of dollars. He, he sold into that. Do you know that at the end of his life, he was living off of 10% and giving God 90%? I think there's something to this sewing business. The people that got saved because of Billy Graham, guess what? They also are a credit to this man's ministry life. Because he gave the money for those crusades. So some people are called, and, and in the body of Christ, we don't have it quite right. Because what happens is we get wealth, and we inquire, we just heap it on ourselves. God wants to make us a distribution center. And most pastors and most ministers, evangelists, pastors, evangelists, they don't have the finances. Because, I mean, if you do all the, you can't do everything at once. I mean, everybody's talking about being your best version of yourself, and go get business and stuff. But if, if I'm called to pastor, then I, I can't do, like, all this other stuff and be effective with it. So God has to raise up men and women who says, you know what, I'm going to support you. I'm going to get behind the vision. I'm going to sow towards that. And so you need, really need to check your heart about that because you may be called to be a wealthy person for God, but with the purpose of sowing. So let me give you a testimony of what happened on this trip. There were several people who received Christ. Uh, or rededicated or renewed their faith in Christ. There were about 70 people, I will say 70 people, that received the um, infilling of the Holy Spirit with the Bible evidence of speaking in tongues. And there were several people healed by the power of God. And there was one person that got delivered from a devil. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with this. For the most part, when I pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I didn't necessarily have to lay hands on them. And so what I would do is, I'd say, if you, you know, I would give an altar call for salvation. I'd give an altar call for dedication. And then I would give an altar call for people who want to speak in tongues. And so a bunch of people raised their hand. So I said, come on down to the altar. And as they came, I began to instruct them what to do. And I prayed a general prayer. 
and I say, receive the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, just on the altar, it's like, hold on, and some of them did not speak English. They spoke Laganda, Laganda. And so they began to speak in tongues, and they crying, and, and, it, and it happened again and again and again and again. Sometimes I did have to lay hands on, on people and so forth, and they received. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is needed. So let me share something that some of y'all may not know. So when I was in my early 20s or mid-20s, um, the Lord Jesus Christ appeared to me. How many didn't know that? If you did not know that, raise your hand. The Lord Jesus appeared to me. I did not see his face. Do not ask me what he looked like. <laughs> I saw his feet. He had sandals on. And the Lord Jesus said to me, as I was bowed down and he laid his hands on me, he says, I've anointed you to lead people to Christ, to me, and I've, led, I've anointed you to lead people into the baptism in the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues. And then he says, go and do that. So that was my personal mandate from the head of the church is to lead people into to Christ and then lead them into the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Prior to that, I, I, I've seen, if not a hundred, but dozens of people receive the Holy Spirit. But after that day, the next day I went, I was working at TV Guide. Y'all remember TV Guide back in the day? Y'all was too young for it. But it, they had like a little, a little um, thing I was working at. And, and believe it or not, Michael Jackson was one of our um, customers. And so everybody wanted to just get in there and, and to take away his... His um, Nickelodeon, he had a lot of Nickelodeons. So we'll talk about that another day. Um, <laughs> he had a lot of kids' channel, and so we were going to take it up and then put it back on so that we can get a credit for it. But <laughs> we, you know, I didn't do that, but other people tried. So anyway, um, so I was talking to a Spanish young lady, uh, Hispanic lady and uh, a, a Caucasian man, and, um, and so I began to share with them about salvation. This is after the vision. I led both of them to Christ in the parking lot. This is like 11 o'clock at night. Well, you know, based on the mandate that God placed upon my life, lead them into the baptism. So they didn't know much about church. So I led them into the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And guess what? In the parking lot, they start speaking in tongues. So I, immediately I jumped on that mandate. And from that moment on, if you know me a little bit, you know that that has been an emphasis. Come to Christ and get filled. Now, when I was at Bible college, the Lord called me. And asked me, he says, will you be my pastor? So this is why I'm a pastor today. Because the Lord, the head of the church, I didn't have a vision, but he, he spoke to my heart. When I say God sp spoke to me, I didn't hear an audible voice, but in my heart. And he called me to be a pastor. He said, will you be my pastor? And it changed my life forever. So that's why I'm a pastor, and that's why I go and, and minister to the baptism in the Holy Spirit. As I've, become, as I've been faithful with this mandate, the Lord has increased the anointing over the years on my life for those two areas specifically. And, it's, and more recently, and as a pastor in the last 10 years, well, even before that. So last night, there was a young man from Jamaica who I talked to over the phone. We've known each other for a little bit. And his name is Dwayne Wright, actually. He has a twin that's named Dwayne Wright as well. <laughs> so, um, it's, but they spell it a little bit different. So he, he inboxed me. He says, hey, um, Pastor, um, can, can, I wanted to, can you talk to me about the Holy Ghost? I said, sure. And so he said, well, let's, we made arrangements to call to talk over the phone. So we talked through Messenger, right? <laughs> Messenger is a great thing on WhatsApp. 
Um, and so we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So this young man was trying to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit and had some kind of hindrance. So I took him through scriptures. And so here I am in New Jersey. He's in Jamaica. And we talked about some things because we were in Jamaica for about three, four weeks. Changed my life there. I, I didn't necessarily feel home per se. I did feel a little bit home, but I, I felt like I was going to do some type of work in Jamaica in the future. So what I'm thinking is I'm going to plant a church there. So we, we are, so I begin to instruct him through scriptures, and I pray with Dwayne, and he received the Holy Spirit over the phone. And he began to, and we began, I began to minister to him, and, and therefore, and I'm telling you that this happened again and 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 again. I'm telling you that God, and then um, Dave Baskerville, and to Sunday, we were in prayer one day on Friday nights doing a fast, and Dave had a word for me, and he says, Pastor, God says he's going to send you around the world. Now, this is in January, and so he doesn't know about the prophecies. He said, God's going to send you around the world, and you will restore tongues back to the church. Now, I've received words, and like, oh, okay, that's flaky. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he said it, and when he said it, it went right into me. I said, that boy got an anointing on him. Whoa, watch out now. <laughs> and so he gave me that word. And so when I went to Uganda, I saw that. Most of the pastors spoke in tongues, but they weren't praying in tongues every day. They weren't praying in tongues on Sundays or when their spirit is high. I said, if that's the case, let me just make the spirit high every day. <laughs> you know, I said, let me hit you. Oh, it's high. You know, no, just kidding. And so, um, yeah, so let me, let me get back to my story. Is this helping you to know a little bit about... PD and KLM, a little bit. Okay, so 70 people received the Holy Spirit. Uh, I did share about that. So 70 people, and then I also got a chance to encourage about 15 pastors. I encouraged them about leadership, about tent making, about um, character, and I also talked to them about the importance of speaking in other tongues. And so I challenged them to speak in tongues for uh, an hour a day, and they all agreed to it. I was in some of the services, and I saw things, the dirt floor. And by the way, for, for y'all, y'all adopted one of the churches. We adopted one of the churches. And guess what? We raised about $1,000 so far. Amen. That's good news, right? So they need about $8,000 more, but I believe we can help them. And then we also, somebody gave towards the church that had a school that needed like 5000 for beds, um, bump beds, because it's like a boarding school. So somebody gave three. Or $200 towards that. So let me talk about the healing. So um, there was a woman that one of the guys who served as my armor bearer when I was over there, he took me up on a hill. I thought it was a mountain. I was like, I'm on a mountain. He said, no, this is a hill, PD. (laughs) And so I was on the the hill, and he took me to this house that he helped build. And in this house, there was a woman who lived there with her daughter. The woman did not speak English, but the daughter did. And so... We were talking. She was asking about America. We were, I was encouraging her. She had just finished school, and I was encouraging her about um, entrepreneurship. And so she began to, um, I asked, could I pray with them before I left? And so I prayed with her concerning her businesses, and then I prayed for the mom. I said, what does the mom need? And she said her thumb was hurting, and her blood pressure was high. So I began to pray for her thumb. I commanded her thumb to, to operate, and guess what? Her thumb started moving with no pain. So she's like, oh, God, you know, she's rejoicing in Laganda. 
And then I prayed for her blood pressure. And just two days ago, I got inboxed me from the daughter that her blood pressure is 130 over 70. Normal. So, glory to God. So that was happened there. And then as I gave altar calls, many people came up with little boys, little girls with ulcers. So I asked my friend, Pastor Alex, I said, why the ulcers? And he said, a few things. They could be drinking bad water. They could not have anything to eat. And so I cursed a lot of the ulcers and so forth. And then I prayed for people with um, uh, lung conditions. And sometimes when I would lay hands on them, listen to this, this is very close. I, I would lay hands on them and the power of God would hit them and they would either like almost fall out. Well, you know that most time here, that when I pray for somebody, they don't fall out, right? You, have you seen people fall out a lot here with me? Okay, so a lot of times in my mind is they, people are doing CDs, which is courtesy drop. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I think about. I'm like, okay, so I will pray for people, right? And then sometimes some people will like move backwards. So I will stop. I said, what happened? Because, you know, I don't play them games. <laughs> I'm like, what, what happened? Pastor, I can breathe now. So some people, it seemed like every third, fourth person, that power of God would hit them, and they would jerk back. And if no one was behind them, they would fall back. And I would say, what's happening? You, you move backwards. What happened? I, I, I mean, I'm not moving. What happened? And it was like, I, 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 there's, the, the lump was there, and it's not there anymore. So again and again and again and again, when there's a power of God that strong, I want to find out what's happening. And I was like, and I, like I do, you wouldn't lie in church, would you? No, no, sir, no, sir. Okay, are you sure there's no more pain? No more pain, no pain. You wouldn't lie to me, right? I mean, no, no, no lie. I said, did Jesus heal you? Don't just say this because I'm asking you. And they're like, no, Jesus healed me. Again and again and again and again and again. Everybody said, glory to God. So we got people saved, rededicated, filled, and then healing. Okay, so let's talk about deliverance. So... The prophet in Oklahoma, I called him and said, hey, 20 years ago, you prophesied I was going to Africa. Guess what? I'm going to Africa. I don't even remember that. And so, so he said to me, he said, well, when you go, there'll be a devil you'll cast out. I said, okay. He just said that because he's thinking Africa. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I, that's, I'm honestly, that's what I thought. So I just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and so I really didn't participate, anticipate. I think he was thinking about you know, witch doctors and voodoo. and I'm like, we got that stuff in the United States. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just go, you know, right? You ever seen turkeys in the, in the hood? No, sorry. <laughs> uh, you'll catch on the way home. Um, so, so this young man, he, we were in my, the place. I was staying in a house. And in the house, it was me and the, the pastor, but he was in his office. So the young man wanted to know why should he speak in tongues. He's from Baptist background. So I said, you know, you need to speak in tongues because the Bible says, he said, what does it do, PD? And I began to explain to him. And so we went through scriptures and we talked about it for a few hours. And I said, well, take this little book home called Why Tongues <laughs> and, and, and just study it and come back to me. He says, okay. He said, no, 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 I want to receive now. I said, you sure? He said, yeah, I'm sure. So I prayed for him. He received and started speaking in tongues. I said, all right, let's just, I just fell in, inside. I said, let's just pray in tongues a little bit together. So we prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And then all of a sudden, he started yawning. He was like, 
So I was like, man, maybe I'm wearing him out. Maybe Destin got something. He said, I pray too long. So maybe I'm wearing this kid out. So he was yawning. He just kept yawning. And I was like, and so I said, man, he, he must be tired. I'm going to let this kid go home. You know, I, I'm used to praying all night. Let me not do this to him. He going to hate tongues after I get finished with him. <laughs> so I'm, this is what I'm thinking. And the Holy Ghost, everybody say the Holy Ghost says to me on the inside, I didn't hear out of a voice. When I say God speaks to me, he speaks to mainly to our spirit, man. Holy Ghost said on the inside of me, that is a manifestation of a devil. And I said, okay. I said, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to do my traditional Pentecostal, come out in Jesus' name, come out, come out, come out? <laughs> or what do you want me to do, Lord? I mean, what do you want me to do? I, I, I got scared just a little bit. I said, like, okay, what do you want me to do with this devil? <laughs> so just a little bit. And I said, like, wait a minute, I ain't scared of no devil. I didn't come to Africa to be a, you ain't going to scare me. So I said that inside. I just, <laughs> and so he doesn't know what's going on. So he's yawning. So I, I said, what's going on? He said, something's about to, trying to come out. And I said, okay, okay, let's just pray a little bit more in tongues. <laughs> and so I just prayed in tongues, prayed in tongues. And I sat down while he stood up like this. And he's yawning, he's yawning. And so I said, um, I just prayed in tongues, prayed in tongues, prayed in tongues, prayed in tongues. It seemed like forever, but it was like five minutes. The Holy Spirit said on the inside of me, go lay hands on him. I said, okay. So I said, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I just laid hands. I didn't speak to anything. I just laid hands. Now, this kid is not emotional. Baptist background, so he doesn't know courtesy drops. He falls backwards. No one's behind him, and it's a concrete floor. And he flo he's like, and I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so it's like lawsuit. I'm thinking lawsuit. They're going to get me. They're going to take my American dollars. I said, I got $40 left in American cash. They're going to take it. They're going to get me. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking all this stuff, for real. I mean, I'm letting you in. And so he falls backwards. Backwards. I'm like, oh Jesus. So I'm like, I'm like trying to catch him. And so I, I let him down. And so I said, I need to work out. <laughs> and so he, he falls down. And the Holy Spirit said on the inside of me, let me minister to him. I said, okay, cool, God. You got this. So I'm sitting right down. So I'm praying in tongues, praying in tongues. And it was like 20 minutes. <laughs> And, and as, as I'm praying in tongues, he begins to, like, almost like a snake. He's just moving. And he's yawning. I was like, oh, man, what's going on? So I'm like, hold up, I said, Jesus, I love you. I worship you. Forgive me, Father, for all those times I broke my fast. I didn't fast right. God, forgive me. I'm like, Lord, Jesus, that time I cheated. Oh, God, forgive me. The time we went out to the little vegan and I had that sauce and it wasn't really vegan. God, I, seriously, honestly, I'm praying, God, I, I repent, God. Forget, I forgive everybody, God. I, I I was going to my father in law. I forget the white people. I forget. Them. I mean, I just went in. I said, God, cleanse me, God. I, was, I want to be used by you, God. And he's just like, he like, I'm like, Jesus, hold up my cash. And so I called the pastor out, and the pastor up there, he like, hold up my cash. He's walking around. He's singing. He pouring oil. I said, why he's pouring oil? You don't need no order. You'll kill the boy. I mean, he pointed on the hands, on the head, and on the feet. I'm like, why? Why is he doing this? This is not God. And so, and he go, he reads Psalm 51, thou shalt cleanse me all with hyssop. I'm like, what in the world? And so I'm praying. And, uh, and so I'm sitting down while all this is happening. 
And the Holy Ghost said unto me, now listen, it's going to sound crazy, but listen to the conclusion. The Holy Ghost says, now jump on it. So the Holy Ghost said, jump on the devil. So I jump up, and I get down, and I say, come out in Jesus' name. And then I did, it did, and God did. So I get him up, put him in a seat, and he and said, what, how do you feel? He said, I feel like a ton of bricks lifted off of me. So I wanted to be biblical. So I got him some water. Remember the damsel? The Lord, the Lord, after she was raised from the dead, gave him something to eat. I gave him some water because he's just been through a lot. <laughs> I mean, he's been through deliverance. And so I gave him water, and I just encouraged him. And he said he's had the best sleep ever. I'm telling you, is like I could have went to my old traditional Pentecostal ways, or I could have followed the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And when I did, I got results. You can bind the devil 24-7, but if the Lord is not leading you to do that, you're just wasting your energy. So I did, it did, and God did. And now a young man is free from a devil. Somebody asks, what kind of devil? <laughs> I don't know, and I don't care. I didn't talk to it. I didn't have time to talk to it. I wanted him free. I didn't need to know if he was doing witchcraft or he was doing porn. I didn't know. I didn't care. I just know it was a devil and he needed to get out. And that's what I did. So what is, okay, so what's your takeaway? What's your takeaway? So my vision has increased when I was over there. I didn't, don't judge me, but I did not know there was 195 countries. I thought it was more. So as we were going down the Nile River and all that good stuff, I, be, I looked up how many nations or countries in the world, and it was 195. And my vision got big, and I said, I want to preach in all 195 countries. So I said, Lord, so 20 years, if I did this in the next 20 years, that means I would have to preach in the country nine times each year. I said, that's not going to happen. So we're talking about a little bit more than that. And some of these countries not all, I want, to do, I want to do some type of work there. And so that's how my vision enlarged. And so I put it on Facebook. I just said, I want to preach in all 90. I will preach in all 195 countries. And Courtney says, through SoundCloud. <laughs> I said, the devil is a liar. You ain't going to mess with my vision, woman. <laughs> and I said, and then she put, or get a nanny. I said, I got your nanny. <laughs> but she was serious. <laughs> um, so my vision, before I leave the earth, I want to preach in all 195 nations. So in the next 20 years, that's nine countries per year. That's going to be a long time. So maybe we should send 30 years, <laughs> 40 years out so I can have more time, right? So we, I don't know how God's going to do it. Maybe I just, you know, anyway. Um, another takeaway was, to use what I have in my hand. What I saw with, from, from some of the pastors, many of them have to grow their own food. So job, it's not like a job that you can go to get nine to five and get paid. A lot of those jobs are very demanding. If they were to do it, they couldn't pastor. So they have to be creative. And so most of the food that I ate was grown. And so they grow their, they grow their own food. And then they, on top of that, they, um, they extra that they have over after their family is they use it to sell it to the community, and that's how they get income. I said, these are entrepreneur pastors. I mean, they're thinking bigger. Than, and so they don't have Ubers 
but they have something similar, which is motorcycles. And so the motorcycles will pick you up and take you where you want to go for a dollar. They'll bring food to you. Uber Eats, right? <laughs> I mean, but it's dangerous to ride on because I met so many people got hurt on them. I prayed for a couple people. It's like, yeah, we, I was on a motorcycle and they turn over and, you know, <laughs> and so they need healing now. So, um, but the takeaway was to use what I have in my hand. The third one is that ministry is bigger than you and I beyond what we know. The same God is God over every nation. So God has people in every nation. Sometimes we are limited to United States or where we're from, but God is bigger than, the na than our little world. So you got brothers and sisters everywhere. And next year, they want, when we bring the team, they want us to um, do a worship thing. And Courtney's like, well, you know Trey's coming. As long as Lachey says okay. So do workshop with the, they have musicians and stuff and dancers and different things. And I'm like, yo, we, we can do this. So there is a partnership that has developed with Uganda specifically since I was there. And we're thinking through, um, we're thinking through like crusades. 70% of the country is 30 years or younger. 70%. HIV is very serious. It's up an uprise. So a lot of older folks have died out. Some of them actually thought I was from Africa. They would come and talk to me in Luganda, but then if I opened my mouth, they knew I was from <laughs> the United States. And so one kid who's like an older version of Destin, he says, PD, you're not, you're not African. I knew you weren't African. I said, what, why? I got offended. He says, you look white. I said, I look white? <laughs> and he said, well, you got some white in you. He said, you talk white. I said, what? And you fat. I was like, oh. I said, ain't no fat Africans over here, buddy. <laughs> I was like, okay, thank you, David. His name is David. I said, thank you, David. <laughs> thank you for your honesty. You remind me of my son, Destin. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are people who are hungry for the Lord. And one, another takeaway is we're called to serve the nations. I want to plant a church in Jamaica. I'm going to plant a church in Jamaica one day. Um, somebody accused me because of the ice cream, Devin's house, but that's a different story. But I do want one right next to Devin's house. We're talking about that. <laughs> um, another thing, a takeaway is let's make KLM the best church upon the earth by doing our part. The prayer, giving, involvement, let us see this vision through. My desire increased. How do we affect the community? And Hispanics, how do we affect the community? One of the things that I learned from one of the pastors, he's around a lot of Muslims, and he says he'll try to go talk to them about Jesus. They want to listen to it. But he said when they're hungry and they need food because he got a farm, he feeds them, and he's and he's like, come on, talk to me about Jesus. <laughs> and so he uses what he has to witness. Then one pastor is around a lot of sorcerers. And so he's winning them one by one by acts of kindness. And he said many of them don't need deliverance after they get saved. They just get saved and stop doing their thing, and whatever was working in them stops. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? We would probably have them over deliverance for eight, hours, eight weeks. Deliverance one, <laughs> level two, level three. What else are you involved in? <laughs> you know, <laughs> 2.0. Um, also, I, I realized part of the call is to help people to know God. So the, one of the main messages I preach was knowing God, knowing God through the three disciplines. Y'all know the three major dif disciplines that I emphasize. Anybody know, know them? What are the three dis spiritual disciplines that I preach more than any other? 
Prayer. Okay, that's connected with prayer. Bible reading, Bible digesting. That's what prayer. What is it? Praise and worship. So I end up talking about that everywhere I go. And I was like, I saw my friend, Pastor Alex, I said, you know, I know other messages, right? <laughs> he, he said, I know you do. I said, why am I always preaching? I've been trying to preach one thing, and I come back to these three spiritual disciplines. People don't read their Bibles, even in Uganda. They don't read it every day. You'll be surprised. It's like here. So you need to read your Bible. If you want to know God, you got to read your Bible. God created you to know him. So read the word. Then I would talk about prayer, praying in, in your native tongue, praying in tongues. And then I was talking about praise and worship. Many times people don't praise at home. And so I, I, I end up speaking about that more than, I think I preached like seven times. So I know there's a great demand on what God has placed inside of me specifically uh, as it relates to knowing God. And the last takeaway that I'm going to share with you is that I'm probably going to travel more than I've ever, ever traveled before. I want you to get ready for it. This is not PD's church. This is PD's, PD serves here. But God will make sure that there is a word going on all the time in my absence. I realize this. So Sunday said this in prayer. Traveling pastor. <laughs> I realize that I'm going to travel more. Doesn't mean that, oh, you know, I know Courtney said I was thinking about moving. And yeah, I do want to move to Uganda. I ain't going to front. But, but that is, I cried when I left. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to move there tomorrow. It may be some down, somewhere like, I mean, I don't even know. I've just been to one country, so i got to go visit Alfred Place. Not touching, but the other place. <laughs> i got to go to some other places. So, I mean, and, and right now I'm scheduled to go to India, and I asked Cleveland and Alan to go with me and Mark, and, they, and they, only Mark was like, yeah, let's do it. Alan and Cleveland, oh, no, we're going to pray about that. <laughs> they just kind of left me hanging, but that's all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> they scared to see a snake. Like, oh, another thing, God did not allow me to see a snake. I was so rejoicing. I was like, thank you, Jesus. You love me with the everlasting love. Guys, I was like, is there any snake, snakes here? They said, no, we don't see it. They stay away from us because there's a lot of people. I was like, thank you, Jesus. But then Pastor Alex says, hey, um, when you come back, bring some sulfur. Sulfur is what we use down in the south, what we put around the house and keep snakes away. Y'all know about that? Ah, put it around your little house, them garden snakes, them cobras will stay away. And so she, he was like, yo, bring some coal, bring some sulfur. I said, why you need, you don't have no snakes? He's just in case. <laughs> so I'm trying to take, I, was, I said, can I email it to you? No, they, they'll take it, they'll take it. Don't do it, you got to bring it. Um, so I want to just encourage you as believers and as members of KLM to pray more, to walk out the plan of God, your calling and your fulfillment will affect next gener generations. What you do will set up for the next generation. So uh, this, this calling, this journey, this little short journey I gave you a little bit, it's been over, over the years. And it's step by step. It's not overnight. I didn't leap into it. You know, when God called me, I, I was a kid. I just wanted more of God. And and I, I, and I always saw in my vision a revival and healings and deliverance and miracles. And the, I, I used to dream about people maimed. 
legs, um, no legs, and me praying and God opening, I mean, growing out legs. I'm talking about where there is no leg, like it's amputated, and I pray and, and God grows it. I've, I've, had, I've wrote about it in high school, some of my high school papers, and my teachers thought it was crazy. <laughs> um, and I, I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen demon possessed in my vision, people setting free. And then above all, above that, I've seen people grow in the things of God. And I want to plant churches, a strong, healthy, biblical-based, spirit-filled churches around the world. Perhaps, I don't even know if it's possible, that God will use us as a church to plant 195 churches in all nations. I mean, perhaps. I don't know. But we must pray. We must sow. We must believe. And, and, and my, our first is this community. What can we do to reach this community? Or who do you know who doesn't have a church? I won't complain about our churches anymore. I, I've seen dirt, dirt floors. I've seen where churches was outside and they had services. And I'm like, forgive me for ever complaining about the stinky, smelly, pissy hallways. Smell like marijuana. Forgive me. I repent it from those. Forgive me for complaining about coming up the stairs every week and not finding a parking space when people are walking a long ways away to come to church. I think we have a lot to be grateful. That doesn't mean we don't do what's right. You hear me, right? And we don't make demands from landlords and so forth. But at the same time, let's be grateful. Amen. Close your eyes. As you heard my share, my talk, and you hear, you said, Pastor Dwayne, I'm not born again. I've not made Jesus the Lord of my life. I want you to be bold and brave enough to raise your hand and say, that's me. I'm not sure that there will be a, that, that, there's, that heaven awaits for me if I was to die now. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Is there one here who says, I want to receive Christ or rededicate or renew my faith in Christ. I want you to be bold and brave enough to raise your hand. Is there one? Is there one here who says, I heard you talk about tongues a lot. I don't know how to speak in tongues, but I want to receive this Bible evidence of being filled. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. So that's me. I want to speak in this, these tongues that you talk about so often. Every service. I, I've not heard one sermon that you did not talk about tongues. Is there one? Is there one? My last is, is if there's any pain in your body and you want prayer, I want you to raise your hand. Let me pray for you. I see one. Is there anybody else? Two, three. Okay. And I want you all to come up here and face me as I pray for you all. Thank you, Jesus. The rest of you all, just stretch your hands out as we pray for these three children of God, as we pray for their healing. Amen. Thank you, Father. You're back. Right here? Okay, lift up your hands. Say, Just repeat, all three of y'all repeat this after me. Say, Father God, I come to you. On the basis of the blood, the of the blood. As, your child, as your child, I receive, I receive 
Christ the healer. Jesus, you are the healer of my body. You're my miracle worker. As hands are laid upon me, I expect the power of God to go into my body to produce a healing and a cure. I receive Jesus the healer. In Jesus' name. I command this pain to leave your body now in Jesus' name. Pain, you have to obey me. I curse you and command you to go in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for going into Minister Jackie's body now that the healing power of God goes into her body right now. In Jesus' name, amen. How does it feel? Better? You won't lie in church, right? Praise God. Y'all give God some praise. Thank you, Lord. Don't just clap. Come on, use your mouth. Use your mouth. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Where's your pain? Jennifer. One is here, and then my finger is Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up your hands. I thank you. I lay hands on Jennifer right now in Jesus' name. I command this pain to go from her body right now in Jesus' name. Pain, listen to me. I curse you and command you to go from her body now in Jesus' name. And I speak to her fingers right now in Jesus' name to be whole and complete. Is it swollen a little bit? In the name of Jesus, I command the swollenness to go in Jesus' name. Leave her body now in Jesus' name. You have to obey me. I thank you for that healing anointing going into her body now in Jesus' name. Now move your back a little bit and your fingers. How do you feel? A little bit better? Still feel better? In the name of Jesus. Has it been there for a long time? In the name. Of, let me just do something. Mark, let me have this chair. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to sit down here. Your fingers, fingers feeling better. You won't lie to him, right? Okay, scoot all the way back, all the way back in the name of Jesus. All right, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, um, just measure your feet. Can, can you take off your shoes for me? Alan, I need you to come here. I want you to see something. Ankle. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come quickly, quickly. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want you to do something, young man. I want you to um, raise her feet up. Okay, hold, hold, sit, go, yeah, yeah, go. All right, raise her feet up. Just measure her feet. See if, can you put your feet up straight? Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak to her back. In the name of Jesus, I command her back to be free from pain in Jesus' name. Pain, leave Jennifer's body now in Jesus. I want you to speak that. Say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, in Jesus' name. Say, Jennifer, say, I receive my healing by the stripes of Jesus. I am healed. Okay. How do you feel? A little bit better? Yes. You wouldn't lie to me. No. You're telling the truth. Amen. A little bit, a lot better. Amen. So I want you to continue to thank God for your healing. Amen. Give God some praise. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. You get in church and taking your shoes off and everything. <laughs> Amen. What's going on, Brother Allen? Praying for my wife. Your wife, okay. Amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus, let's pray for Sister Migraines. Sister Annette with migraines. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we lift up Sister Annette before you, Father. As Brother Allen stands in her place, we speak the word. I thank you. You said you sent your word to heal, to heal us. And I thank you. We speak the word of God. 
right now in the name of Jesus. And we say, Annette, be healed from migraines in Jesus' name. All the way migraines leave her body, leave her head, and never to return in the name of Jesus. By the stripes of Jesus, Annette is healed from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. We believe and we see. Say, Father God. Brother Allen, you say this. Say, Father God, as the head of my house, I take authority of all migraines. In my, my, in my wife's body, in my wife's body. and I command it to go, it to go. And, never to and never to return, in Jesus' name, in Jesus name. Amen. amen, amen, we believe God, amen. amen, amen, God bless you, amen, anybody else, thank you Jesus, thank you Lord, I want you to just lift up your hands and worship God, you, it's gone, pain is gone, mom Jackie, pain is totally gone, Father God, we praise you, we thank you Father, and I'm going to pray a prayer, and I don't know if we're ready for it, but Father, send the lost, send those who need to get filled, send the sick, sink the lame, and send the demon oppressed and the demon possessed, and those who need to be discipled. Father, I thank you. We receive them into this house, and we are willing to work. And I'm here to tell you that we're all called to work. When God brings these people to us, we need to be willing to teach them what we know. Yeah. And Father, I pray for this, the membership of our church. Father, we do want it to grow, but most importantly, we want it to grow spiritually. Yeah. Quality, yeah. quality yeah. discipleship, quality discipleship. Give us wisdom concerning these, what it means to be a faithful follower. Even as we enter into this book club, I'm talking about the reason for, reason for God. Give us wisdom. Father, we receive the wisdom. And show us how to reach the Hispanics in Jesus' name. Would you pray with me real quick as we pray? Show us how to reach the, this community. And not only the Hispanics, there are black people here who are in need of this gospel that we have. God, give us the wisdom and favor. We want favor with the lost. We want to be able to reach them with this gospel of the kingdom, Father. God, I thank you, Lord. God, we don't want to be an international success and a local failure. In the name of Jesus, give us wisdom how to reach this community. Not only just the leadership, but the members. May we rise and build the kingdom of God and take the kingdom of God by force. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we receive the anointing to do the work of the ministry. We receive the wisdom to make disciples. We receive the wisdom to minister to the lost, to the sick, to the oppressed, to the possessed. In the name of Jesus, we open ourselves up for that which we are not comfortable with. And God, we ask you now, don't Agree with this if you don't want this to happen. We're asking you to bring us out of our comfort zone. Bring us people that are not like us. People that smell. People that are possessed. People that are perverted for the purpose of bringing them into the kingdom. In Jesus' name. We are willing to get the lame, the sick, the outcast, the broken, the poor, the rich, the white, the Indian, the Hispanics. Uh, Lord, we receive them into the kingdom. We receive them into this church by faith. 
Father, I thank you that these th this church will be forever full of hungry people in the name of Jesus. And make every Christian a worker. Say, Lord Jesus, make me a worker. Help me to lead people to Christ. Help me to lead people into the baptism. Help me to minister to the sick. Help me to minister to the demon possessed. Help me to minister to the demon oppressed. Help me to make disciples for the glory of God. Give me, help me to operate in patience with people, teaching them the same things over and over and over and over again until they mature into the things of God. Now give God praise for that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.